Always good having him back, William Ruger. He's author of Freedom in the 50 States. And we'll talk about New York, where it ranks. Of course, Bill uh, does a wonderful job of uh, president of the American Institute for Economic Research. Joins us there on a Tuesday. Uh, William, good to have you here. Very interesting numbers here regarding New York, where it stands as far as an economic uh, uh, staple, so to speak, in this country. Uh, but all in all, some surprising stuff here, my friend. Good morning. Good morning, and thanks for having me again. Great having you. Let's uh, let's chat and see where we're at here regarding the freedom in the 50 states. Let's first explain that to the audience. Go ahead, Bill. Sure. It's a comprehensive study of the Americans in terms of their regard for freedom. And we define freedom the way, you know, you might expect in America, right? The ability to use your life, your liberty, and your property as you see fit, consistent with the equal rights of others. And then we look at the different states, and we look at over 230 different policies. So this isn't us, you know, cherry-picking, like, our favorite thing or our favorite five things. We're looking at a whole range of things in fiscal policy, regulatory policy, and personal freedom. And then we look at these, and we and we uh, rank the states based on their respect for freedom. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do because it's great to see who who comes out on top and who suffers the most. And uh, uh, you know, and also providing some recommendations to folks uh, in different states about how they could become more free. Now, I didn't, I wouldn't even have to look at the list to take a guess regarding the state of New York. They are probably dead last regarding the freedoms and everything else. You look at the policies uh, that have been going on here. You look at taxes. You look at spending. You look at debt. You look at regulation. You look at rent control. I mean, these are things off the charts right now. I say they're at the bottom of the list. Oh, yeah. They're number 50, and and they've been number 50 since the year 2000 in terms of our data set uh, when we started to collect this data. And, uh, you know, they do quite poorly on fiscal policy. Like you said, taxes are through the roof. I mean, even the state taxes alone are more than total taxes in a state like New Hampshire. Uh, You know, places like Florida, you know, a lot less when it comes to the kind of bite on people's wallet at tax time. Uh, And that's just the beginning of it. You mentioned debt. You also have so many areas of regulatory control. uh, And they don't even do great on personal freedom. So that whole thing about how red states are economically, you know, conservative, but, uh, you know, not as free on personal freedom in blue states. Oh, you know, they're economically more liberal, but they're more free on personal. That's just not true in this case, right? right? New York is also bad on personal freedom. It's in the bottom half. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the economics and everything else, uh, even currently this migrant crisis, you know, with uh, all that's going on, the price tag that could be amassed here, uh, if it is not alleviated by year 2025, you know, somewhere in the area of $12, 13000000000 billion, that does not bode well as far as getting New York out of the bottom here, Bill. No, I mean, you, you have to see more discipline, uh, again, at the local level and up in Albany. I mean, it's not just Albany, right? It's these localities across the state. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a real danger for New York because, What's happening is the result of this is that people are fleeing the state. You know, over the last several years, you've seen, you know, uh, about 3% of, of New Yorkers leaving the state. Uh, this has been going on for some time now. And it's no wonder 
that they're losing population, losing businesses, and losing some clout in Washington because the number of representatives goes down. Yeah, and you're looking at 545,000 New Yorkers have fled the state uh, in favor in favor of regions ranked higher in this Freedom Index. Uh, and you know, you when you when you lose wealthy people, Bill Ruger, billionaires. You know, and New York has lost a, a bunch of billionaires in the last few years. And by the way, a few of those folks have fled to the Sunshine State. Well, guess what? You're going to take a hit there, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we show in our study is that freedom is connected to people's decisions to move. Now, it's not the only thing, but when we even, you know, control statistically for things like sunshine, right, amenities, mountains, uh, you know, cost of living, people are, are, it is connected to freedom. And the other thing is that freedom has an impact on economic growth. Now, that's not something surprising to people who understand economics, people who have read Adam Smith, but the fact is, is that we can show objectively here that freedom is related to uh, per capita income growth. And so people care about that. They vote with their feet. And uh, it's not surprising to see what's happened in New York and to see what happened to Florida, which is our number two state, uh, close behind New Hampshire. No, don't with Bill Ruger, president of the American Institute for Economic Research. Of course, his ranking as far as the least free state in America, New York, is author of uh, Freedom in the 50 States. You mentioned Florida at number two. No surprise. Flexibility all during the COVID years. And, of course, uh, the governor, who would allow things to kind of move on as could be all during tough times, had a lot to do with that, I would think, Bill. Yeah, I mean, again, Florida's been trending for some time. So the, the credit needs to be shared a lot in that state. So, uh, you know, people like uh, Rick Scott, who, when he was governor, there was a big uh, upsurge in freedom. Uh, and then, you know, the legislature there, um, you know, a, a fair number of different speakers have uh, been, in, you know, overseen a real increase in freedom because Florida is one of our most increased states when it comes to freedom, along with places like New Mexico and Wisconsin. Yep, no question about it. And as mentioned, people are moving there. Wealthy people, Wall Street folks, the building in Florida is nonstop. Condominiums, homes, real estate, off the charts here. People are fleeing New York and other places around the country. Let's be fair. They're getting out of California for obvious reasons. Uh, they're coming down from all over the place because it is a free type of state. No tax, no sales tax as well. No state tax uh uh, Bill, a lot to do with that. Uh, a lot to do with that. So, you know, you got more people now in Florida than you do in New York. You know, you're somewhere in the area, about 22 million compared to 19 million. Gives you an example there. So Florida at two. I'm trying to think who could be one. Is it South Dakota? No, number one is New Hampshire. In fact, New Hampshire has the highest score that we've ever seen in our index. So not only have they been very free, but they're getting more free. Florida, number two. Then you have South Dakota, Nevada, and Arizona. And one of the things you should notice there, again, with places like Nevada, Arizona, Florida, is that these are places that are free and people are moving towards those states. And again, it's not just because of the weather. We control for that in our study in terms of our statistical analysis. And so it is something about freedom. And again, it is those things, too. People move for lots of reasons, but they are voting with their feet. And if you look at the states that are the worst ones, New York, Hawaii, California, New Jersey, Oregon, 
those states are not attracting residents despite lots of natural advantages. I mean, think about California, how beautiful the weather is, how great the mountains are, the beaches, and so forth. And yet citizens are not uh, you know, moving there like they're moving to Florida. In fact, they're moving away. And uh, you know, part of that is, I think, uh, hollowing out of the middle class in places like that. It's hard to afford to live these, in these places because of things like zoning rules, land use policies, high taxes, high spending. A regulatory, uh, you know, kind of sclerosis. You know, it's a whole, a whole thing. You know, a whole sort of things. And one of the problems is that our federal government is also pushing down on all of us. So it's no wonder that people feel like we need change in this country. No question. We, I talk about this all the time on the program. It's about policies. It really is. Policies can be reversed. There's no question about it. In some states, you know, you have kind of a common sense way of policy regarding crime. I mean, let's face it. I think a lot of people leave their humble abodes because they're not safe anymore. You know, you look at New York and the district attorney uh, in and around who kind of reveals his playbook of how to prosecute. That turns people off. That says, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be safe walking around these streets. New York is a different place right now than it was five, six, seven years ago. So, in essence, I think safety has a lot to do with it as far as how states are governed. Yeah, and again, in our study, we're not measuring how effective governments are at protecting public safety. But like you said, that is an important consideration in how we think about uh, what we imagine it would be a flourishing life for our families, right? We want freedom, but we also want safety uh, from people who would do us harm. And, you know, it's not that, you know, hard to understand, you know, the kind of basic elements of what Smith talked about, right? Peace, easy taxes, and a tolerable administration of justice, meaning essentially what you said, right? Small government, but government that protects us against crime and prop- and protects our property. Mm-hmm. Bill Ruger uh, with us. What about New Jersey, Connecticut, where they rank? Well. Yeah, you know, New Jersey doesn't do very well. It's number 47 on our list, uh, you know, and so it's not really taking advantage of New York doing so poorly because you could imagine a state like that could try to outcompete, which it traditionally had done. As far as Connecticut, it does better. It's 33rd on our index. And so, you know, it wouldn't be surprising again to see that unlike a state like New York, which has had outflows, Connecticut has been generally at 0% net out migration or in migration. It's basically stayed, uh, you know, status quo, and it does have an advantage in that region. So if you do live in the tri-state region, Connecticut's a good option if, if freedom matters to you, and that's what's happened here. But again, it could do a lot better, particularly on regulatory policy, uh, where it really suffers. No question. And you meant California is where now? Uh, California is number 48. Yeah. Well, that's no it, surprise there. I'll t- no surprise there as far as... Uh, yeah, and, it, and it, would, uh, it would be a lot worse if it weren't for the fact that it does pretty decent on personal freedom. Uh, it is more of the stereotypical blue state. Uh, but again, its fiscal and regulatory policies are at the bottom, and, and that really drags down its overall score, and it also drags down their economy. So again, that puts the squeeze, especially on the middle class. No question. You know, one thing regarding regulatory and everything else, you think of rent control, as we mentioned, you know, you go anywhere. I mean, you go down to Florida. I mean, the the, the housing numbers are completely uh, off the charts. You know, home prices are insane. Uh, we know the housing market across the country, especially here on the island, 
Uh, that's uh, off the charts with these numbers and everything else. So th- people who think they're going to get relief in that regard, uh, I think have to kind of think again. You know, you go to an area like West Palm Beach and everything else, forget it. I mean, the rents are ridiculous. And the housing, you know, you try you try and get a house, you know, be, a medium price house is, you know, $550,000, just like it is anywhere else on Long Island, New York. But, you know, there really isn't a break as far as the real estate industry is concerned. Well, you know, there are obviously highly desirable places. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the coast of Florida, um, where housing prices are high, not so much because they have so much as much land use policy uh, problems as, say, New York or California, um, but because the demand is so great, And right? You can't buck supply and demand. So even when supply is rising, if demand is rising too, you know, you're going to have, you know, higher prices. But there are lots of places in Florida that aren't as expensive as that as the coasts, and those are options for a lot of people. You know, particularly if you're you know suffering under the yoke of Albany, you're upstate, you can't afford to live there. There's lots of places in the interior of Florida that are nice options for people, and they are taking advantage of that. Again, that's why you're seeing those moves. And again, there's also opportunities to move within a region. I mean, one thing you see in the Midwest, where you know uh, you know where it's relatively flat, you know, it doesn't have the coastal amenities is that people in Illinois are relocating to places like Indiana that have tried to take advantage of better policies to attract businesses and to attract people compared to their neighbors like Michigan and Illinois. Gotcha. What about the Carolinas, uh, Bill? Where, where do we rank there with North Carolina and South Carolina? Well, you know, the Carolinas are, you know, are, are definitely magnets uh, uh, for lots of reasons, um, you know, like weather and so forth, but they're, you know, rather middling when it comes to freedom. I mean, North Carolina is at 24, and South Carolina is at 29. And again, people move for all kinds of reasons, uh, not just freedom. Uh, and those places have a lot of desirable, uh, you know, features about them, but they certainly could improve. And, and you know, I think that uh, we will see that ahead as uh, states uh, are entrepreneurial and trying to attract citizens. Uh, that's one of the reasons, for example, you know, a place like Kansas, right? Uh, not the most desirable place on the planet in many ways, but it has great regulatory policy, which means that businesses can operate uh, in a lot more uh, with a lot of freedom and uh, can take advantage of that policy environment. So states really have to do that. I mean, this is one of the great things about our federal system, uh, and the founders were brilliant in this and in, in, in making sure that states kind of had to compete with each other. As Justice Brandeis said, uh, states are laboratories of democracy. And that just doesn't mean in the progressive uh, direction, which usually runs uh, leads into problems. If you saw, like with Vermont, that tried to have a single payer uh, health care system and then had to junk it because it was going to be too expensive, uh, other states can try to, you know, to try to experiment with more liberty, and you see that, right? Um, you know, South Dakota at number three, for example, you know, it's going to have to compete that way because it doesn't have the big city like New York or the mountains like California. No doubt. But you have a governor there, Christy Nome, who, you know, is like a Ron DeSantis, who allows people to kind of live their lives without the strict regulation. You look at New York and how Kathy Hochul uh, is running the state. It's turn off to many, especially when you are pretty much uh, infusing the fact of gas stoves. Just one particular thing coming to my head. You know, everybody to kind of get involved as far as the electric stuff, get rid of the gas stoves and everything else. People don't like that. People do not like to be told what to do and how to live their lives. That's the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. And, 
and uh, and enough people are going to uh, going to move and uh, create pressure on those states and you know you're seeing that in New York but think about a state like South Dakota right it's a long way from a lot of other places and you know it's got cold weather sure you know it's got some other uh, you know natural amenities there but again most people you know aren't uh, you know thinking about moving to South Dakota and yet they had an increase in population of 1.6% compared to New York's negative 3.4%. So you're talking about a 5% mm. swing there. Um, and so you can kind of see, um, you know, what it means to have, I think, a better policy regime in terms of attracting people, businesses, and tax dollars. And, you know, that's one thing I'd worry about if I'm one of these bottom states there is that as you lose businesses and tax dollars, not just the, the billionaires and the millionaires, but the businesses that employ lots of people who make money, you know, then you get into situations where you got a big government, a declining tax base, and, uh, whoa, watch out after that. And I think that that's always the worry with a place like New York City. And listen, it doesn't help when a governor tells you at election time, you know what, you don't like it, leave. That's what happened with Kathy Hochul as she was uh, – uh, you know, trying to retain her post against Lee Zeldin a year prior. So uh, that doesn't help at all when you have the seats uh, managers, so to speak, uh, pretty much saying, hey, if you don't like it, you can go. And that's what people did. They <laughs> adhered to her wishes, you know, and a half yeah, a million yeah. plus leaving the state over the last few years. Scott. Yeah. I mean, again, you, know, you kind of have to respect some of the swagger there, uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot of New Yorkers do. Uh, but it's really the wrong message, right? I mean, because a lot of people are taking her up on the offer. And, you know, what she should be doing really is offering a policy regime that's much more attractive to people, right? You know, you talk about make America great again. You know, make New York great again. It's been living off of a lot of amazing capital that was built up when New York was an engine of the world in so many ways. And it still is. New York yeah. City is still a great city. Still a great city. But it, it's it's underperforming, right? It's the... Uh, you know, it's a little bit like uh, both the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're below replacement level expectations, aren't they? No, no question. It, it always comes down to leadership, though, because of policies. Policies can be reversed. The only way to do that is to replace the leadership, and that's what you're looking at as far as the, the Washington area, as far as our president, where a lot of people are not happy about policy, and, of course, Lowe's living in New York where policy prevails again by that of the governor. And if you can reverse some of that thinking, you can get it back. Listen, New York's a long way, a long way from getting back on the track, a long way. Uh, they have lost their way. You can make the case with all that's going on there. Um, so it's going to take a lot. It can be fixed, though. It all comes down to who is in charge. William Ruger, I'll give you a final thought on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, it's both a combination of leadership, uh, a kind of political culture, right, a policy, set of policy ideologies that are making things worse in New York, and then the concentrated special interests try to maintain that status quo. And it's, it's unfortunate. And, again, hopefully, you know, people in the legislature there will look at freedominthefivezerostates.org and really, uh, you know, try to see what they could do better, even if it's just copying some of the things that New Jersey and Connecticut have done to be successful. It's not even if they have to copy, you know, Florida, New Hampshire, and other red states. They can copy some of those blue states where they have improved. No doubt it could be done. It absolutely can be done. One more time, as far as people uh, 
getting a look at this. Uh, Bill, where would they go? Freedominthe50states.org or look at uh, at Will Ruger on Twitter. A good place to find information about the study. Awesome job, of course. Very interesting stuff. Uh, and, of course, we thank Bill uh, for his hard work in gathering uh, this uh, this uh, information without a question. The president of the American Institute of Economic Research, Mr. William Ruger. Sir, until next time, have a great Thanksgiving, all right? You too. Happy Thanksgiving to all your listeners.